Thank you for joining us on a Morally Podcast with Tony May. Morally Podcast is purpose-built for America. Through our military veterans and military supporters, we show that the values and qualities that built this country, such as service, sacrifice, respect, and faith, are not dead. A Morally Podcast builds community so individuals can improve their community. Bunny, it is great to have you on a Morley podcast today. How is your week going? My week is going great, thank you. And thank you so much for having me on today. Well, we're blessed. We're blessed to have you on to be able to kind of introduce you to some folks outside of the Columbus, Georgia area, outside of the heart of the Ranger community, um, as, as we like to call it. And let's get started real quick. Tell me what's right behind you. So these are um, two portraits of a, uh, a new project that I've been developing over the past year of uh, two fallen soldiers. Uh, this is uh, sorry. This is uh, Sergeant Sergeant Ronald Kubik, and this is Sergeant Jason Santora. Um, they were both Rangers here in Columbus at Fort Benning with Third Battalion. Um, they were in D Company, and uh, they they were tragically both killed in action in Afghanistan. Uh, back in 2010, and um, I did these two portraits uh, to honor honor their legacy and their sacrifice. Uh, they both received the silver, silver and bronze stars for their heroic actions. And um, with the anniversary of 9/11 and the withdrawal from Afghanistan last year, I just felt really compelled to do something to honor our heroes in the global war on terrorism. So I. Uh, I had come to know their stories through the Columbus community at Fort Benning, and I just felt really compelled to tell their story together. Well, I can't wait. We're, we're going to talk about that more, but I wanted to lead in with those just fantastic work of art behind you. Uh, Thank you. If you I, I, I tell you, you, you see them, and there's an understanding, there's an emotion, but if you're ever in the same room with them. Thank you. It, it is a... It is a it is very humbling. It is very Kleenex um, type, type type moment. So you, you're an artist, artist in Columbus, Georgia, drawn to the military because of your family background, correct? Definitely, yes. So my dad, he was a he was a career army officer. Um, so I grew up in a military family, moving around the country. Um, I was actually my sister and I were actually both born in Honolulu, Hawaii. Um, which is a really cool thing, but we were babies when we left, so we have no <laughs> perfect time to live in Hawaii, right? But um, we uh, we spent uh, our childhoods uh, moving to different places. We lived in New York. Um, we spent quite a bit of time up at Fort McPherson in Atlanta, and what a beautiful post that was. And uh, so getting to see my dad's devoted patriotism and his service and also really getting to know what it means to be in a military family and just really had a deep impact on me and is such a source of inspiration for me. And it, um, it was just such a formative thing and continues to inspire me. So that that has definitely had an impact on my art, which I'm very blessed that it has. Well, Bonnie, well, thank you, because you're leading in to, to, to the meat of, of our podcast, right? We want to help people discover or be able to talk about their, their purpose and their passion 
with or through through their faith. So with your experiences being an army brat, right? That's a term, the uh, an army brat, somewhere who someone now who's residing in, in a military, predominantly military community uh, here at Fort Benning. So what what do you kind of describe as your purpose? Like in, in general terms, what do you think as you're as you're maturing right now, what do you see yourself doing in terms of your purpose? Well, uh, my purpose, uh, really personally, professionally, everything pivots from, from my faith, but to get sort of specific with my, with my career as an artist, um, it really is rooted back in, um, doing what you are passionate about. And art has always been the thing that I have really nurtured and really felt compelled to do. Um, since I could remember, I was always drawing since I was, since I could hold a crayon and, um, being, being an army brat and with all of the, with all the moving and, uh, everything in life, we, my sister and I were actually both homeschooled and my parents both really instilled, um, uh, and supported that desire for the art. Um, so they were, they were really all credit goes to them in their how supportive that they've been throughout my early childhood, teenage years, even to now. They um, they continue to be everything to me. They they are definitely my rock, and um, they support everything that I do, which I'm just truly so blessed beyond all words. Um, my mom, um, when we lived in New York, she would actually take us to the Metropolitan Museum, probably probably a couple of times a week even. And she had these little satchels for us that she had with pencils, coloring pencils, sketchbooks. And we would just sit in the museum for hours and we would draw from life, from all of the master artworks that they have on exhibit there. So that uh, wherever we lived, um, that was always really brought into our education, whatever we were really passionate about. So, um, this is something that has just been nurtured since, since as long as I could hold a pencil. And um, it's just something that I've always felt very strongly about doing. So I'm if very you had to wait, Bonnie, and I, maybe not wait, but like kind of describe what's the relationship um, between the enjoyment you get out of doing the artwork and the final product and you enjoy the doing more than once you're done are you sad when it's done or is it like okay i'm gonna start this thing oh i've got to finish it and when you're done like that's why i did the work do you have a has that evolved over your your career from being a child liking to do the thing finger painting to now <laughs> doing a museum grade professional one-of-a-kind work of arts well thank you it's sort of a mixture of the two i would say um i really love the process because it is such a detailed thing um, I usually draw for anywhere from four to six hours a day. And, um, it's a very, it's a very precise method of drawing with, uh, I sharpen my pencils to a unique, um, sharpness. That's basically like a needle point. And, um, so the drawing process, it becomes naturally with that amount of detail and focus, it becomes very meditative. So it is something that I truly enjoy doing because it is so calming and it allows me to really think about uh, my purpose while I'm working on that piece. 
Uh, a lot of the times I listen to classical music while I work and I'll even to listen to uh, spiritual, um, I guess, podcasts or uh, shows while I work. So I'm really thinking about faith and I'm also thinking about the purpose of why I'm doing a particular piece and really trying to channel into the incredible character of whoever I'm trying to capture um, because that is something with portraiture that that's the great challenge of great portraiture is that you're really trying to get that person and their life story embodied in this one single image that in reality of like a photo click is really just one second, but you're trying to capture their whole life story in that one image. So um, the process is something that requires intense focus, but it's something that I really love doing. And the feeling when you finish a piece is just such, such a rewarding thing because uh, the amount of time that I spend with each portrait, each person, so to speak, it, um, it's just such a wonderful thing after the months of work to see it all come together and to get to... Sometimes if the portraits have to sit in the studio for a little bit, I get to enjoy um, seeing their faces every day when I walk in and um, getting, to, getting to see that character. So it is, it is overall a very rewarding experience from start to finish. So in, in most of your work, not all at all, not, not even close, I've been blessed to be able to go into your studio and, and take a look, but are portraits. Definitely. Right? I mean, the human form or, yes. or, or portraits. What is it particularly about the individuals? It was because you, you think you can relate eyes eyes into the soul. What is it about um, human images that that means so much? Well, you? thank you. Well, to sort of get um, to sort of get back to the the way that my work or the origin of my work, um, even back to my teenage years. Uh, very early on, I actually became fascinated with anatomy and anatomy of the horse. Uh, out of the farm, we had we had quite a few horses, and I actually was working as a journalist in horse racing. Um, so going to these races, seeing the horses in person, and really being amazed by their physique, I really became fascinated with anatomy. And naturally, over time, that transitioned into the human form. So... I really, I really became fascinated with um, the body's movement, what lies underneath, because with all of these works, whether it's a horse or a person, and especially in portraiture, you're really trying to capture something that's sort of intangible and underneath the surface. So that, that really was what led me to the human figure and then to portraiture even more so, because the portraiture really is where you get to know the character of a person, like through, say, like you look at a famous piece like the Mona Lisa, and everybody's drawn to this painting because it has something completely intangible in it that it just is such a true representation of this person's character in the painting. You feel like you're meeting this woman that's been painted. And that's just such an exhilarating feeling to see a painting like that, that truly is a window into the soul. So um, that's just always been something that has completely compelled me and fascinated me with portraiture. Um, so that's just something that I've naturally gravitated to over time. And 
uh, with the work I do now, uh, with these incredible service members, you know, getting to capture the life and character and heroism of these incredible people is just so overwhelming. And it's, it's such a compelling story to tell, especially during these times. Um, so that's, that's really what has drawn me over time to portraiture and getting to tell these incredible stories through the, through the platform of portraiture. Right. So Bonnie, let's, let's move to passion a little bit then. And I wanted to focus specifically um, on your Patriot portrait project. Yes. As, as, a, as a young man from Southeast Ohio, did go to a speech trainer as a young kid, that is a very difficult uh, uh, mnemonic to kind of pull off for me. So your Patriot portrait project. So we know that you have a military background and, and we know that you're in Columbus, Georgia, home of the Rangers, as I like to mention. So t all the way. So tell me then, what, what you have commissioned works that, that have been revealed in the National Infantry Museum here, the, you know, five or six years in a row, the, the number one uh, open museum um, in, in the nation. What is it that makes you want to stay around this, this military type community and, and where do you take in the project? Well, this is, um, this community is just so unbelievable. I, um, as far as the Columbus community goes with the military, um, influence here, you know, I've always been amazed that Columbus just has such an outstanding network of such incredible people. Uh, because of Fort Benning being located here. And like so many military towns across the nation, you know, it's just so uniquely filled with so many people who are so willing to sacrifice and be so selfless to protect our freedoms. So I just, I find that I am constantly humble and amazed by the character of the individuals that come through Columbus. So it's it's been so rewarding to get to be a part of that community here uh, around Fort Benning and uh, to get the opportunities to draw the Medal of Honor portraits for the National Infantry Association for the NAM. Um, that that has been a, been a blessing beyond all compare. Uh, so it's, it's been a really amazing journey to be able to merge all of that with the work that I do. And um, growing up as an army brat and being in this community, seeing the active duty soldiers and veterans that I've come to know and understand their sacrifice and their courage, um, it's been very compelling to me to find ways, especially as a person who's never worn the uniform, to find ways to serve those who serve. And I've been very thankful that I've been able to do that with my work, that my work serves a purpose to honor, remember, and appreciate those who give such huge sacrifices for our nation. And um, getting to do that first through the Medal of Honor portraits, which is a continuing project. And then um, with these two portraits, uh, starting, starting with these two, um, getting to know their stories and seeing, seeing the impact that 
doing these pieces has, um, has been so fulfilling. You know, Ronnie and Jason were great friends and they served together and they died together. And it being so fitting to honor them together, um, all of this has really led to the idea for the larger project, which is the Patriot Portrait Project. And that is something that I am very excited about. And uh, that's so rewarding to see it coming to fruition. Um, the goal is to really raise awareness and appreciation for those who protect our freedoms and have these works on displays and exhibits in various locations of distinction that way that they can inspire soldiers, veterans, military families, and civilians, and really share their stories of courage and sacrifice to make sure that their legacy is never forgotten. Well, tell me, Bunny, then, you mentioned the families. Has there been engagement with the families for, yeah. for these projects? I, I, I would feel that that would be um, obviously extremely special, but Honestly, as a military leader, when when you lose that, that is that is very difficult emotionally. So it's it's a, a a blessing, an opportunity, but also um, pretty emotional time. So, what what is your experience been? Share what you you think is you know that the families would would allow. Definitely, this um, this has been um, one of the most rewarding aspects of it has been to be able to connect with the families and to remember their hero um, in a really special way um, with the portrait of Sergeant Kubik, um, his gold star sister, Mary. Um, she's actually how I came to know his story, but both of their stories actually is um, she's very involved with the Fort Benning community here. Um, and I'd come to know her, his story and, um, during the whole, she was very involved in the whole process. This is actually, uh, this is actually a photo that she took. The, the drawing is made from a photo that she had taken of him before he went on, on the deployment where he was tragically killed in action. Um, so with that, um, even uh, we were fortunate enough to be able to raise enough money to gift her and her mother and D Company a print that was framed archivally the exact way that the original is. So the participation from the families and even, even the fellow soldiers that served with them is hugely important um, to the project. And um, it's just such a wonderful thing to be able to do um, to, to remember and to comfort and, and find, find ways to appreciate these soldiers who made the ultimate sacrifice. Um, Mary actually sang the national anthem at the unveiling of Sergeant Kubik's portrait. And uh, uh, first Sergeant Belford, who actually served with both Jason and Ronnie, um, said gave some very moving words uh, at the unveiling. So it's really wonderful to have that participation from all of these people who who are you know who are so impacted and um to remember to remember their heroes so that's that's something that's very important for the patriot pot project as it moves forward as well and, and we'll, we'll have an official unveiling here shortly of yes. uh, jason santora's um portrait which is super exciting and and you are looking at opportunities and ways to continue 
to provide Justin Ronnie's circumstance an opportunity to provide prints um, to the family members and loved ones as well through your project. And I, I was amazed when I when I found out that really your work is also going to be helping um, Gallant Few with their mission. So you, you found a way through your work, which is one of a kind and unique, to really to serve. So tell us a little bit about how that arrangement's working for you. Thank you. Well, I am I am so thrilled that I'll be able to partner up with the Gallant Few um, with this project um, and support their cause of uh, connecting the veterans to America and supporting and supporting them. So I am I am beyond thrilled about that um, and all the incredible work that they do. That that these portraits will have an even deeper impact through partnering with the Gallant Few and that some of the proceeds will go to the Gallant Few in support of their mission. Um, it's, I've always been so amazed by the work that they do locally and national, nationally. So to be able to be able to do this with the Gallant Few is such a, is such a humbling honor. And uh, hopefully, hopefully these two portraits are just the beginning of many. Well, it is great, and and people made it happen, right? It wasn't ideas that came in in folks' head. It was relationships. So, have you been here? You made good friends with Mike Schlitz, um, Ranger Ranger Mike, who everybody here knows. Kind of kind of introduced that opportunity, um, and it, it, it's people centric. But let, I want to go. So, the working of a portrait, right? Because you have the ability. I mean, you're you're busy with work. But this is a passion, so people have to know if they're interested in that they can come to you and with, with a proposal of a commissioning, right? But what's that process like in terms of either selection or, like, I don't even know where you get your paper, right? And I don't even know how you frame it. So, like, what's that time frame like for someone to do something like this? I, I think sometimes there's this thought that artists, um, you know, all you do is you just draw and then it's done. And it's it's not quite that simple no no and uh, with this with this process um, of drawing that is very detailed um, again these drawings um, from the time that I start to finish it's usually about two to three months um, so it is it is quite an investment of time um, and the framing is something that that happens after that time period of course and even that can take a little while because uh, a lot of the frames are actually imported from other places and um, the quality of the glass, the mats, the frame, everything, everything has to be to, to the standard of the time that's been invested in the piece. Um, so it is, it, is quite, it is quite a process from the time of the start of the piece to the finish. And um, sometimes that actually entails even going and getting reference photos for the drawing um, of the of the person that is sitting for the portrait, so it is quite a complex timeline. Bonnie, you had mentioned, and, and, and please, please talk about one of your more recent works that that photo became very very difficult with one of your Medal of Honor recipient photos. Um, is that the uh, is that the portrait Staff, of Staff Sergeant Cash? Like the yes. ability to mock up what you have, even in Jason behind you, that is from a basic training photo. Sometimes we don't have uh, th those recent portraits. Exactly that uh, the photo that uh, that I used of 
uh, Sergeant First Class Cash was uh, actually a few, it was a few years old from before the time, um, before the time he died. So a lot of the things on the uniform were very outdated. So uh, we actually made a, a mock-up uniform from his pinks and greens and figured out what ribbons and what, what would exactly be there um, if being up to date with when he received the Medal of Honor. So uh, that actually entailed quite a lot of shifting around and um, of course looking at other photos of him as well because of course drawing someone you've never met can be such a challenge because trying to, trying to understand the character of that person and their, their personality to be able to convey all of that without knowing them is a, is, is a challenge. So that took, that took quite a bit of investigation as well, even beyond um, the mock-up of the uniform and um, having, having an adequate resource of pictures of Medal of Honors. Um, for example, in the, uh, the, the case with drawing Colonel Puckett, um, was a really wonderful thing. What what an incredible man! I'm I'm so blessed to have gotten to know him through drawing his portrait. Um, he actually, the National Infantry Museum had an actual Medal of Honor sent in that I was able to use as a reference since he had not received the Medal of Honor um, when I was drawing the portrait. This was ahead of the ceremony in D.C. So to be able to have that reference in person to be able to really understand uh, the object that is the Medal of Honor um, was really interesting. And um, Colonel Puckett and his wife Jeannie were generous enough to, to let me use his, keep his uniform jacket from his pinks and greens in the studio. That way I had the reference of all of the ribbons and awards that he's received um, so I got, I got to use that in person as a resource, which was, which was very exciting. And to walk into the studio and see, see that, see that jacket every day that I was working on this portrait was so humbling, you know, to look at this incredible man's life, um, professionally and then personally, what an, what an incredible human being he is. Just, just such a, such an outstanding experience that. I could have never imagined <laughs> But it's so great. As we talked about purpose and passion, you know, when you have them aligned and you enjoy your work, that old adage, if you enjoy what you do, you'd never work a day in your life. Exactly. I agree with that too much. But, but I mean, there, 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 there's definitely some satisfaction. If you're going to work, might as well be happy, happy doing it. But you touched on in the beginning, a, a lot of who you are and why you do what you do, right? Come, come, come from a uh, a pretty well put together family, which is a blessing in America, right? Yeah. Nowadays, um, you see the uniqueness in everyone. You look at things through a different lens or a different uh, pencil sharpening than other other people do. What talk, talk a little bit about the role of your of your faith um, as a foundation that's kind of enabled you to do what you do? Well, everything, everything really should pivot, um, for me personally, um, in my belief, um, as a Christian, um, that really is the root of everything. 
and why, you know, why I do everything that um, I do through my work. Because um, if you're not, if you're not doing it from a place of God, I personally feel in my own life, then I, if I'm not allowing God to use me as a tool, then I won't be able to do the work that I'm doing. So it's, it's very important um, for me personally to allow myself to sort of get out of the way, so to speak, and um, not really see it as, per se, my work, but to, to just, be, just be an instrument, just like the pencil, or whatever God wants to get done. Um, that, you know, to, to be humble enough, um, that's something that is very important to focus on, um, to not sort of take ownership, so to speak. You know, this is, this is all God's work. Um, and I'm, I'm just a tool for what he, he wants done to honor these, these people and share these stories of, um, you know, this incredible sacrifice of, um, you know, there's no, there's no greater thing than to give your life for, for a friend. So to honor these incredible people is, uh, I'm not sure if I quoted that right, but, um, yeah, it's where I pivot from is definitely from, from my faith. At least I try that. <laughs> well, tell me then, and I'll ask a hard question here. Because you are early in your career. Things are trending well. There'll be a time where you'll be too big for a morally podcast. And that's okay. That's what we want for you. But how do you work through the struggle of you're an artist. You're also running a business. Right? And and, and there is a, I, I want to produce what I want to produce and enjoy what I want to enjoy. But at the same time, there is that monetary side. You have to be able to support yourself. So how, how does that work with your faith in terms of when you're either talking to the creator, um, your, your prayer, or when you try to calm down, how do you personally balance that? Well, I try, I try very hard um, as an artist. It is sort of a feast or famine um, kind of existence. So and It starts as famine. It always starts as famine. <laughs> I, in fact, I would say it's famine to feast. If you get there, right? It's famine to feast. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. So I, I always try to focus on the fact that um, God always provides for, um, if it's truly, if something is truly his will, it will, it will happen. So I, you know, you have to walk through the door. You have to do the work. But if it's something, if it's something that is God given, then it will succeed eventually. So I, I try very hard to stay focused on, on that and to, and to trust, which is a difficult thing, you know, to trust because it can, you know, things can get, things can get difficult or scary, but it's very important to remember to trust in God's will and his plan and not get in the way of that. Um, whether it's from creating a piece, you know, staying, staying out of the way of what that piece needs to be or um, worrying about things that are out of your control, so to speak. Um, 
that those are very important things. Just removing removing the worry and trying to really listen and quiet myself to follow God's will, um, which is a tricky thing. <laughs> uh, you know, they, the the whole verse um, took me a long time to understand. Of you know, the idea that um, getting into heaven is like getting a hair through the eye of a needle. Yeah, and, and generally that passage is kind of taken out of context. But I think the more we live. The, the, the more we understand and see when we say the world is going to hell. You know, everybody says, it doesn't matter which way it be during elections, primaries or whatever, or gas prices go up, you know, the world, the world, the world's going to end. Well, yeah, the probably the world is going to end. Um, That's the point. <laughs> but, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. And, and you, you are lucky. You mentioned something. Um, uh, 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 the ability to, to find his grace, very important. It, but you, we, we, are both blessed. We both come from generally a nuclear family construct. Definitely. Very lucky. We, we are. But even in your success, though, there's still that idea that you're surrounded by good people. So you have, sometimes we, we're blessed for, for a foundation that maybe some people don't have, but but you can still get there. There's still hope. Definitely. You can still get there if you surround yourself with with good people. And that's very hard depending on the environment you may grow up in. But um, so, sometimes I'm, I'm conscious of I'm a military retiree. I mean, you're, you're a young artist who's doing great. It's very easy for us to talk about um, faith. And for exactly. people, well, oh, it's easy. It is not easy. It is not easy for everybody. It's just different people have a, a different walk. It's always uphill. <laughs> right. The grade, the grade just lessens it some sometimes uh, for, for, for others, depending on, on where you're at. Bonnie, thank you so much. Thank you. For coming on. Let, give, give everybody a second. Just tell them about how to visit you in your studio, how to take a look at some of your works of art. I'm sure any rangers listening probably want to learn more about the, the Colonel Puckett print if they haven't seen it yet. I mean, just at, ama- amazing work. But go ahead and tell us a little bit. How can we find out more about what Bunny's up to? Well, thank you so much. So if anyone if anyone does want to do more reading about the Medal of Honor portraits or go look them up, um, a great place to start is my website, bunnyhinsman.com. Um, I also have uh, Instagram for my work, which is at Bunny Hinsman, and a Facebook page, which is Bunny Hinsman uh, Fine Art Studio. Um, and those are all, those are all great resources. Um, there's also more information about the Patriot Portrait Project on my website, bunnyhinsman.com. And if anyone is interested in supporting, uh, there is a page there as well where, where you can go and don't donate generously and, and give support of this project, which, which is, um, which is a great, a great calling. So thank you. Thank you so much. Bunny, well, well, thank you so much. And, and this episode is going to air uh, right before Memorial Day. So we're excited for the public to see in person at the Heroes of America Marathon in Columbus, Georgia on May 28th. What a, there's not a better place to, to unveil this portrait. And then the next day, um, right here at the Home of the Rock, St. Luke Church, an opportunity for our local Columbus population to see in person and meet. Uh, the artist behind the Patriot Portrait Project. Bunny, thank you so much for your time today. You have a great one. Thank you. You too.
Well, what we thank Bunny for being on today, and we want to take a moment and let you know that we are super excited for our Ranger Outreach Benefit coming to St. Luke Church here in Columbus, Georgia on Friday, September 30th. Braves All-Star and Hall of Famer Dale Murphy will be here to give a special talk at lunchtime about leadership. So come on in, get your picture taken with the Murph, hear his talk on culture, and be a part of a movement. That's going to do it for this week's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please send comments or questions. And if you have recommendations for guests, we'll take them and we'll get them on the air soon. Until we see you next time, leave it better than you found it. We hope you enjoyed a Morley podcast with Tony Maine, and we appreciate your viewership. If you'd like to hear more from Tony or one of his guests, you can view or listen to past episodes at TonyMaine.Podbean.com. Until next time, be a community builder for America.